Welcome to Cabin Minute Cast. The scenario has been chosen. The ritual has begun. We are ready to appease the old gods one minute at a time. I am Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com. Hello, and I'm Molly Balin of LittleRedMark.com. And in today's episode, we're covering minute 38 of the movie The Cabin in the Woods. This minute is all about puppeteers and Pop-Tarts. <laughs> all the peas. All the peas. Heidi, do you enjoy a Pop-Tart? Is a Pop-Tart something that you have enjoyed in the past? I have enjoyed in the past a Pop-Tart. It has probably been nigh 15 to 20 years since I've had one. I really can't remember the last time I had a Pop-Tart, but I do remember liking, do they have like, they have like a strawberry type one? Mm-hmm. Yes, the strawberry is the iconic one because that has the sprinkles on it. Gotcha. So yes, I think of those, the pink and the sprink, <laughs> the sprink and the pink, oh, two in the pink, one in the sprink. We <laughs> 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 just marry the shocker with a pot <laughs> Oh God, I do not want to taste that one. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, if I could high five you across the lines, I would. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, actually, we had uh, myself and a dear friend of mine who does a comic with me. We're having a conversation about uh, us enjoying the marijuanas and favorite Pop Tarts because Pop Tarts are a iconic stoner food and we both shared our favorite flavors and, and go to. So there's like a small collection, I think, of, of while there are many, many flavors of the Pop Tart, I feel that there's a few that are like kind of the go to Pop Tarts for when you're you're needing that. Um, mm. So, yeah. Yeah, I think of like, is the, they're like, a, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there is, but like a just a chocolatey one. Yeah, I think there is like a plain chocolate one. And then there's also the s'mores, which is a... That's... A, yeah. Mm, what were yeah. you going to say? No, I think a s'more is a, a fan favorite. Um, yeah. Because when I was thinking, I was like, I feel like the chocolate one tastes like a s'more. So I must mm, be thinking of the s'more ones. Yep. The s'mores are, are quite delicious. Um, I wish they had a little bit more frosting to the edges. I think they kind of cheap out on that. But, you know, you 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 make do. You do what you got to do. It's all a sea of type 2 diabetes. Gotcha. That's real good. And then there's the... <laughs> That's real good. <laughs> <laughs> My lack of insulin. That's real good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Pop-Tarts. And then... Shout out to um, Pop-Tarts. On a side note, in 2013, Carl's Jr., I believe this was in the great state of California, had rolled out a strawberry Pop-Tart ice cream sandwich. And for a limited time, came free with a super bacon cheeseburger combo deal. Oh so if you were high in 2013, you got a free, <laughs> <laughs> in California, uh, you got a, got a free uh, Pop-Tart ice cream sandwich, which is just. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but it's delicious. <laughs> uh, oh, it's good times. So yeah, on that slight, uh, but somewhat related, because Marty does mention Pop-Tarts here in this minute, so that's why we're talking about Pop-Tarts yes. at the start of this minute. So it's funny how minutes cut off, but 
the last minute Marty starts you seriously and it continues. You seriously believe nothing weird is going on here. And that's where we get this somewhat strange high shot of, which is kind of intimate too, but it's a awkward shot of Dana pulling a beer at a really weird height. And we were talking on Monday about you just put beer in a tub because that's where beer kegs belong, not like six feet off the ground, but it does make a pretty shot. So that's where we start out in this minute. Yeah. And she's kind of looks like she's looking at him like, I'm I'm done with all of this. Like she looks pretty like she doesn't really want to have a long conversation about conspiracy theories and weird stuff. But Marty's like, disturbed i think he's like this is not right he's kurt is not being his usual charming self he's since when does kurt pull this alpha male bullshit he's so sociology male sociology male (laughs) (laughs) sociology major (laughs) he is sociology male though that's his there you go (laughs) (laughs) anyways academic scholarship now he's calling his friend an egghead and dana says kurt's just drunk yeah marty's like i've seen kurt drunk jules too and so he's just making, you know, without me having to read the entire dialogue, it's just he's making the point that, like, I've seen these guys drunk before, and this is something different, altogether different. Right. He's pointing out the tropes here. So this is, we have so much dismissiveness. The You know, the kids dismissing the Harbinger, and then Hadley and Citizen, and, and Lynn, to a certain degree, within the complex, dismissing the Harbinger, where he's like, shit didn't go by the numbers. And then right. you got dude marty who's fulfilling his visionary role here of saying you know people are being kind of weird and it's not the fun drunky weird or you know that fun kind of weed beer funzy times in the cabin but it's it's just it's weird weird they're really behaving very off like they're not who they're supposed to be and data's like you're just full of shit basically Right. Yeah. She's not giving much credence to what he's saying. And then he's giving a hint to what this conspiracy is that he's thinking when he says the word puppeteers. And then when Dana says puppeteers, he says Pop-Tarts. And I can totally relate to that because I I can't think of an example, but there's a lot of times where I'll hear somebody partially and I know I haven't heard them quite right, but then I'll just say something back that I think is you know, what I rather would have heard or something. It might be a little different. So I could hear him saying Pop-Tarts. Hmm. Did you say you have Pop-Tarts? You know, like just kind of a word association, fun, fun times. You know, that's like a little bit more of the kind of thing you expect to have when you have b- beer and weed is like fun wordplay and stuff. Right. Yeah. Or you want some some fried potatoes. That's the other thing. Because I mean, you know, the the stoniness is a protective womb, but it's also there's a a real side effect of like, you're going to want some food here, you're going to want munchies, you're going to want some Cheetos or, you know, pop tarts. And so I I feel like this is that great shift of tonality that this movie is really known for, that we even saw in the last minute where we're going to go serious. And then Kurt's going to pull this, hey, it's our our time to get out and take my lady and go. And then we have, oh, this really serious moment where he's, you know, Marty's really like, hey, Dana, like there's some something going on here. And, And I think it's, puppeteers which is an absurd thing to say just makes sense why dana would dismiss that out of hand because why would you think that 
there are people out there who are trying to get you. And to uh, quote John Reese from Persons of Interest, <laughs> <laughs> just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. And that's, <laughs> that's where we're at here. Yeah. And I think, too, like the last place you're probably thinking there would be manipulation would be out here where you don't have a TV or not. You know, there's probably no cell phone. They said we know the GPS wasn't seeing the road. So you're probably kind of feeling like you're unplugged and out amongst the woods. This is like the last place you'd think you would be able to put that together and say, oh, yeah, sure. There's probably puppeteers out here in the woods in this cabin. Yeah, because like, what does that even mean? Like, why would you even think that that would be a reasonable conclusion you go out to the woods to have a good time with your friends in the cabin and it and it must be puppeteers. And so that's so interesting to me, even within all of this, like from like a, just a logical point of view, like if you were to go out with your friends in the cabin and, and people are acting, acting wacky and, and somebody else would be like, oh, it's puppeteers. You're like, what? What are you, what are you talking about? So it's funny that he's the, the fool is the visionary. So he's the visionary in general. And then he's also the vis- the visionary here actually warning Dana that there's something wrong. So even his role is not helpful. Like it, it, it's, it's throwing a wrench in the cause. Does that make sense? Like he's, yeah. you know, like he's both. And I find that kind of interesting. Yeah. It kind of makes me think too, like when they all pile into the Rambler, he's, you know, sitting at the table in the Rambler, rolling up a few joints and kind of pontificating on getting unplugged and wanting to, you know, not be not have his ass GPS and all that stuff. <laughs> and um, they're kind of giving him that like, oh, here he goes again, kind of a dismissiveness there. And so it kind of gives you this idea that like, OK, this is the way Marty always is. So I just wonder, like. When he says he's got a theory in minute 36 or 37, rather, and then here in 38, he says the word puppeteers, it kind of makes me think, hmm, how long has he been formulating this theory? Like Mm. back at home, back at college or whatever, does he has he been noticing things around about in his life that beyond the weed smoke has given him pause to think hmm there's we're being monitored here or there are people behind the scenes which i mean yeah isn't a far leap when you think of there's plenty of people out there i mean now you know it's a common conversation for us to have like that <laughs> with all the huge corporations running things and you know, I remember somebody saying, like, if you have a Facebook messenger on your phone, then it's like listening to your room, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> like all this kind of stuff. So it's easy to get paranoid, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Mm. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. I mean, Vice Magazine just came out with an article in the last week. So as of this taping, Vice came out with an article talking about all the different different browsers you can use to have really excellent privacy, you know, Mm. beyond your typical Chrome, Safari, Firefox, yada, yada. And then also talking about the different tiers of messaging, different messaging apps and how susceptible they are to being intercepted. 
because of we're living in that surveillance age. And there's also things going on politically right now that, you know, and especially for journalists who, you know, have safe sources and, you know, want to be able to protect themselves and the people who they're talking to from other people potentially listening in on what they're saying. And the the funny thing is, after all of that, at the end of that article, what they basically said was the safest thing you can do is meet up in meat space. Yeah. It's the hardest way for somebody to try and surveil you is to try and do it in person in 3D. In person. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I think what you mentioned before that was really an intriguing idea to me is the thought that perhaps not only has Marty been looking at this type of societal behavior, but also the potentiality that he's been seeing things that perhaps the surveillance has gone on much sooner than we even really see in the movie. And perhaps he's picked up on things before we even get to this point, which has led him to this conclusion. Right. Yeah. Like you said, Dana's dismissive. He thinks she says pop tarts. (laughs) (laughs) she gives him this kind of dismissive look of marty i love you but you're really high and then he says something very interesting which is we are not who we are and i knew that stood out to me and and they do actually attribute this in that uh everything almost everything referenced in the cabin in the woods that video that i've you know, mentioned a couple times, is that they also say this, a character says this in that episode of the X-Files called Ice. Hmm. And Ice is the episode, if people don't recall, um, it's in season one, episode eight, and it is their homage to The Thing. Hmm. So it's, it's, it's very similar to John Carpenter's The Thing, which, you know, we had uh, Harper Harris on here who does The Thing Minute so expertly. It's definitely one of my favorite movies and my husband and I just rewatched it the other day, but I'm about ready to rewatch um, Ice because I remember really enjoying it. It has a lot of, uh, a lot more humor in it, but it's still, it's still played with that paranoid, you know, isolated small group of of people kind of a situation and it's really good and one of those characters in that movie says or pardon me in that episode says that exact same thing so knowing that one of drew goddard's favorite movies is the thing it's not a it's not too much of a stretch to imagine that he would also like that episode and and be referencing that yeah that's a that's a good episode I want to say I I do actually remember that episode because there's a point because it's cold and Mm -hmm. they have to disrobe at a certain point to ascertain like who's been affected. And Mulder says something about, you know, like basically referencing shrinkage and like don't judge. Yes. (laughs) Yes, that is true. Yeah, that was a funny episode. That's really funny how some things just stick with you. So yeah, is there anything else about this minute that you wanted to talk about? There's a couple of things that came up for me and and goes going back to the uh, Pop-Tarts. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of funny because I was looking up just stoners and Pop-Tarts and it being a favorite stoner snack. And in the Weedopedia, 
a totally dank A to Z reefer reference. There was a mention that the U.S. military briefly dropped Pop-Tarts all over Afghanistan in 2001 during the initial invasion of the country. It didn't say why that happened. So I don't know if Pop-Tarts were like something they're like, oh, the people need food. We're going to give you Pop-Tarts or that was for the military for itself. But apparently... Pop-Tarts were dropped on Afghanistan in 2001 by the military, which I thought was kind of funny. And then the other thing that I noticed, which is kind of funny to me, and I didn't know if this was something that struck you at all, but for most of this minute, they're talking, Marty and Dana are talking, and the wolf is in the background. So you can see the wolf in between the two of them. And I I just, it seemed a little comical to me. Like Mm -hmm. I was expecting like the wolf to, to step in and say something really deep and insightful into their conversation, but he's not, he's just on the (laughs) wall. But those are the couple of things that that I thought were interesting. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for sharing that stuff. I did. I did (laughs) notice that too, that the wolf was back there kind of, yeah, within, um, within earshot of the conversation. So maybe he's listening in and because the wolf has that big grin, it's almost, it is sort of got a comical scooby-doo feel like you could almost see like um where there's like the eyeballs of a picture are looking back and forth you know Mm -hmm. or somebody pops eyeballs out and then you see their face come in like they're Mm -hmm. looking i like the idea of that maybe maybe citizens behind there (laughs) you see some citizen eyes in the the wolf's mouth like right yeah like Harper was mentioning, you know, that the two-way slash one-way mirror could have been a holdover from a earlier, less technological version of this ritual where there were people actually in that room, like keeping an eye on people in the other room. So mm-hmm. yeah, there could have been a holdover of, of a more hands-on, a more meat space version of this. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, I think that's about it for me. I didn't have a whole lot except for just him saying that about the we are not who we are is such a just a foreboding sounding thing to say. It is. Yeah. Yeah. He's really invoking the insight here. And then there's that wood paneling behind him, the glow, the glow of the wood. Oh, God, wood paneling. It's hard to do wood paneling well. It really is. I love a good wood paneling. (laughs) Unfortunately, I think it's mostly in basements with that. Did you have a house growing up where there was those mirrors with that brown, crackly? The the gold. Sometimes it was like brown and gold. I -hmm. didn't, but I definitely had friends who did. Yeah. Yeah. And then the the naughty pine. Oh, the naughty pine. (laughs) Naughty pine. (laughs) Oh, Uh, so yeah, I think that's about it for me. Shall we wrap up minute 38? Let's do it. Okay. So, yep. Just find us at Cabin Minute Cast at (laughs) CabinMinuteCast.com and Cabin Minute Cast on all of our socials. And that's it for me. Thank you guys for showing up again and listening to us and doing that thing. And we will see you back at the cabin. Mm